Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for Atlanta Business Radio, spotlighting the city's best businesses and the people who lead them. Welcome to this very special edition of Atlanta Business Radio. It is time for ATDC Radio. Stone Payton here with you. And first up today, please join me in welcoming to the broadcast CTO with Solar Inventions, Mr. Ben Damiani. Good morning, sir. Morning, Stone. Well, it is a delight to have you. We got a chance to visit a little bit before we came on air, but I think it would be helpful if you share with our listeners just a little overview, mission, purpose. What are you guys out there trying to do for folks at uh, Solar Inventions? Solar Inventions is a relatively small company, but what what our goal is is trying to help the innovation cycle within solar energy. So we're trying to uh, bring in new technology that usually costs a whole lot of money and takes a lot of time to bring into the market, but we're trying to take a different approach where we're taking a very practical approach uh, sense with that and and try to bring in technologies that can be implemented quickly and less expensive and still improve the market. And and so what is kind of the state of the industry? Is this thing scalable? Like if I want to go out and buy a house or a car, can I get solar or is it still a little bit out of reach? Where are we in general? Well, I I think that's really an excellent question in the the sense that one of the things that I think we're in the time we're in a culture right now where I get a lot of times people asking me what is, you know, if someone's wealthy and and wants to invest in solar energy or or do something good for the environment, they ask what, what company can I invest in? And I struggled with that for a long time because there's a lot of business um, and political inputs that come into solar industry that really (laughs) confuse things, right? China can come in and do a bunch of crazy stuff. Well, a a couple of years ago, I kind of settled on, um, giving some some solid advice and invest in it yourself. The best investment that I can recommend in solar is put it on your house because if you look yeah. at your power bill, then it's done nothing but go up for the past hundred years. Well, that I can validate. I don't know everything I know about solar. You can stick in your eye and still see out, but that I can validate. <laughs> exactly. So now you can put a, you can put a stake in the ground and say, all right, I'm going to fix my price today. And solar has actually become the the one of the least, if not the least expensive form of power generation. So, you know, when you put that on your home, you still have to pay some fees to uh, coordinate with Georgia Power or wherever you you Mm -hmm. live. But it's really an excellent investment because you're fixing your cost, what your power energy or what your power cost will be for the next 30 years if you want. And usually the payback time is somewhere between five and seven years right now. All right. So there is a, a, a more substantial initial investment. I'm, I'm operating under that impression to get it set up, to get it installed. Yes. Yeah. It's a, it's a little bit different model. There's some financing packages that are available out there, but okay. in general, if you looked at a 2,500 square foot home, I think you could pretty rel- or relatively um, confidently estimate that you'd need about a 10 kilowatt system, which might cost you somewhere between, Fifteen and twenty-two thousand dollars to put on your home. So if you look at that as financing like a car, mm-hmm. you're looking at you know three hundred dollars a month, maybe two hundred dollars a month, depending on what you do for the finance period. And then those panels will produce power for the next thirty years, but they'll be mm-hmm. paid off within five to ten. Gotcha. So the math works. Oh yeah. Yeah. All right. And then there, there's other things to be coordinated. Is that fall completely on the consumer, or has that sort of 
helped build a cottage industry of people that that's what they do is help you talk to Georgia Power and get all that figured out or the guy who's selling you the panels or how does that piece of it work? There is. It, there's, a, there's a lot of parts in the value chain, but one of the things that Solar City, um, which was one of Elon Musk's early um, investments with his, his uh, uh, cousins, Lyndon Rive, and uh, getting that business going, he kind of pioneered, helped pioneer what was going on um, from a what's called a purchase a power purchase agreement. So mm-hmm. they were able to come to your home because most of the time we're actually governed by law to buy power from Georgia Power from your local utility. You're actually okay. required, right. and and Georgia Power likewise is supposed to give you power whether you live out in the sticks or in the middle of the city. And so that helps that has helped control the cost. So what's happened in the last 10 years, there's been a, a, a various change of uh, how the policy rolls out where now before I couldn't come to you and say, Hey, let me put panels on your house. You pay me, your power bill goes away and I'll give you clean energy. That wasn't legal, but now it is in many of the States around the, the U S. All right. And so where does solar inventions fit into this? So what Solar Inventions does, we we kind of are the intel inside at this point. So what we want to do is bring some really intelligent solutions out there and and evolve the industry. And we want to do everything from help innovations from, um, you know, energy storage all the way up through, you know, finished systems at your home. At this stage, what we've done is we come or I came with a lot of background knowledge on the semiconductor and making the solar cell within the solar panels because most of the solar panels out there, if you, you know, if you're driving on the road or looking at someone, someone's house, you can see these little panels put up on light poles or on someone's house. And they're about the size of a door and they have um, six inch squares inside of that panel covered by glass. And there's about 66 inch squares, typically Mm -hmm. what you would see. And so what we do is we help make that produce a little bit more power. We help, uh, help that solar panel operate more safely or in a, in a safer manner where it doesn't have um, some of the challenges with hotspots. There was uh, which are uh, times where the solar panel can cause the um, some heat dissipation to go into a specific area of the solar panel under non-optimal conditions. <laughs> Sorry to get technical <laughs> there. <laughs> but no, these are, this is, this is what happens when you disrupt an entire ecosystem you come up with something new. It's got promise. Look, it's not always a bed of roses. And we got to have smart people, dedicated people, passionate people about that disruptive technology. And they, and they got to be working on problems like this. And that's what Solar Inventions does. You guys are, you're out kind of in the forefront of that, it sounds like. That's right. And so what, what we, what we focus on at Solar Inventions is right now the globally, you look at <clears throat> solar energy accounts for maybe a little over 2% of the total energy that we produced. What that means from a statistical perspective is that's billions of solar panels because you're talking a huge, there's terawatts of power that we use every year. Mm-hmm. So this, it, it's a huge, huge number. And the technology that we have uh, really progressed in our first product technology is meant or it's uh, applicable for over 90% of the industry. So we can drop it in regardless of what technology is being used. We can put our technology on top of a typical module maker, increase their performance by 
around 1%, so you get more power, and then increased safety and more reliable uh, performance as well. Well, you must enjoy that, the fact that you can sort of be, uh, well, from my world, I would say platform agnostic, but maybe it's technology agnostic or whatever that word, but you you don't have to worry about that. So your conversations day-to-day uh, are not with the end user consumer so much, except maybe from a research and, and customer discovery standpoint. But your day to day is you're you're talking with people who are manufacturing these panels and, and collaborating with them to bring a better product to the marketplace. That's right. That's right. So we mainly at this point have uh, dealt with people on the manufacturing side, so making the solar panels. So there's two companies here in the U S that we partner with one is a very high technology company. And the other one is just the largest independent uh, solar producer in the U S and we um, use that to deliver our finished products and do some pilot testing. But then we also go back to the manufacturers, which unfortunately now are all outside of the U S part of, is that right? uh, Part of the initial, you know, this whole round of trade and tariff. Oh, that's really had an impact. Oh yeah. And it started in 2012, you know, if, if you think back originally, the tariffs that were being put out were um, for steel and solar. And that was in 2012 because China at that time was um, dumping a lot of uh, energy or a lot of solar panels and <clears throat> really dropping the cost on steel. And so there were tariffs that were put on anywhere from 10% all the way up to 250% for solar. Oh, wow. And for steel, I think it was like 10 to 25% on what it went so I was a little bit relieved in 2016 when the whole world, when, you know, all industries were impacted by the tariff because, right. you know, we, we definitely have to adjust some of our, our practices on how we do business. We want to make sure those go well. And I didn't want that focused on solar to, you know, bring in any kind of negative association with it. <laughs> right. So uh, tell us about this American made solar prize. What's that all about? This was, this was a really thrilling thing to be a part of and having so I, I did my PhD at Georgia Tech, and I finished in 2004. So I went through a lot of programs where we had some uh, government-funded and research opportunities where businesses come in and give money to the university to do a specific amount of research. Plus, you can also get government money. Those typically will last three years. And for us in solar, what I was used to was somewhere between 3 and $5 million over a three-year period to produce certain outcomes. Mm -hmm. Well, this American made solar prize was directed at trying to help small businesses. And what happens quite frequently within a university or the research world is you can come up with a great idea, but it'll never make it into a business because how do you connect the idea all the way through commercialization? And it's like the Valley of death, they call it with a lot of this entrepreneurial cycles. Yeah. So this American made solar prize was geared to totally go after that part. And so what was different about it when you, what I was used to and normally was applying for money, telling what I was going to do for the whole three years to get that money and why it was worth it. Whereas this American made solar prize said, what have you done? Show me what you've done. And we're going to have your peer group, plus a panel of experts review that we'll select the top 20 people. There's going to be three rounds. Each round will give away a million dollars. So in the first round, they gave away a million dollars and that was uh, split among 20 teams. So each team got $50,000 and that was a prize based on what they had accomplished for their business and what the applicability was for commercialization. 
So it was, it was money that was able to go where you needed it to go as a business. Yeah. And that was a really different experience. And the, the amount of time that we had to put into it was uh, not overwhelming so that it didn't totally obscure mm. our, our business activities. So we were real fortunate. We were one of the final teams to win in the third round. So in the third round, there was only two winners. And so two winners got to split a million dollars. Nice. Was, that was a, and you were one of them. We were one of them. We were fortunate <laughs> and, uh, that worked out really well. Well, this whole business of going out and raising money, I mean, that's a whole nother job. I mean, it can consume, you got plenty to do as an entrepreneur. Your hair's on fire. You got so much going on. And then you got this whole other job of going to raise money. It seemed like, yeah, it was incredible. So for, for, as an example, with the money that we got from the American made solar prize, when you're, doing a startup business, you have to be very careful with your time and your money. And so you try to pick the path that you're going to be the most successful with. Once we were able to win some of this money, instead of choosing just one pilot partner, we were able to get two or three going at the same time, which gave us more data. It was more expensive for us to do, but it was very useful for what our business needed. And it just allowed us to go even faster. Whereas normally we would have been like, okay, that guy's going to be our best chance. Let's let's put all our effort there. Having these extra funds that we didn't have to go out and raise money for allowed us a lot of freedom and really did help our business um, achieve what I think the goal of the American Made Solar Prize was going after. So when you say pilot partner, are you now talking about some of the, uh, one or more of these manufacturers that you yeah. – So so but now that, you could do more. You could work with more. Exactly. So now we have uh, two – two supply chain partners that are producing the the raw material that we need to go into the solar panels. Then we have two pilot production for companies here in the U S and we've also reached out to some European based companies that were bought by some Asian countries in the end. But we, we have uh, three partners that we're working with plus some other, well, they're supply chain people, but they, they're interested in our technology as well. Well, I bet they are. So the role of ATDC, speak to that a little bit about, you know, why ATDC? I mean, I know that you're a grad of, of tech, but there's probably more to it than that. Absolutely. So the, the, the infrastructure, ATDC has actually been extremely helpful to me all the way up and through. Um, you know, originally, because I've been in the solar industry since 1997, I was a part of uh, many of the manufacturing the companies when we did manufacture solar cells in the U.S., I was a part of both of the companies or two of the biggest companies <clears throat> that manufactured here. And then with all the dynamics and changes that happened in the industry with China coming in and a lot of instability and how it came through, it wasn't really a venture capital type uh, business to do solar manufacturing. There was a lot of just turmoil. And so ultimately I ended up going and trying to start my own manufacturing company. And in that effort with communication through ATDC, I ended up meeting my current partners. And from a business perspective, I don't know if we were talking about this beforehand, but there was, um, you know, the, the technology that we've developed in this first round is applicable to over 90% of the industry. And one of the other technologies that I've always been interested in doing, it's much more challenging technology wise. So I've got Mm -hmm. to do a lot more science with it. And that was the one that I thought was the most uh, appropriate for me to go after. But once the business guys who I met through the ATDC got to look at the different technologies that are doing, I said, no, no, you need to focus on this one that hits 90%. Might not be as sexy, <laughs> but it's where we want to be business wise. 
and it just made a whole lot of sense. So they've been fantastic all the way through. Well, and you deserve the credit for being um, coachable, open, willing to to pivot when you get you know meaningful data like that in from experienced people that have an eye for that kind of thing because. I, I suspect one of the many advantages of being involved with ATDC is this. Um, um, I, th- I think I've heard somebody characterize it as, as this, uh, these collisions, right? You're just when you're in this ecosystem. Just right now, while you and I are talking, you know, like through the glass, there's stuff happening. There's there's a lot of IQ points walking these carpets, and good people with good ideas, and they they do they kind of meet and mash up, don't they? Absolutely. And you know, so my my business partners are are Bill Nussie and Greg Freistadt. And they are just very well respected in the business community. Mm-hmm. And like you were saying here at ATDC, you run into other people that are just the highest caliber and have great experiences and can really share some deep perspectives on what goes on in their business and help you out. So that's been a lot of fun. So this American made solar prize, where did the money come from? Are there just a group of really nice people <laughs> or is it some people that, Hey, you know, look, there's a way to make, help some people and make some money with this thing. Let's go over here and build this thing and see if we can't get some stuff jump started. Yeah. I think it's, it's really geared at our, you know, the business environment has evolved, especially in the last, well, 150, 100, however many years you want to go back. <laughs> but originally what you had is big companies like, or what we might be used to from growing up is, Bell Labs or right. you know GE or IBM or somebody having a really large research place and and then the technologies mm-hmm. evolved out of that but that got slow and challenging and so the, a lot of the research is done at the university phase but like I mentioned earlier that's had a lot of difficulties in getting commercialized places like um, Silicon Valley have done a good job with it but not in, a, in a necessarily around the, the U.S. So the American Made Solar Prize was a new program from the Department of Energy to try uh-huh. and help get these companies, <clears throat> the good ideas out of the lab and into businesses. And so they really tried to focus. We need to throw money at the valley of death part of cycle <laughs> uh, <laughs> right. of the business to try and bring that up and get it going. So do we need to find a way to to further get more of those programs or more money in that program? Is it, is it, is it sufficiently funded? Do we need to get them? Do we need to somehow figure out how to get more of this? I, I mean, I'm partial at this point. Obviously, You're biased, the, I'm sure, right. but I'll ask anyway. Yeah. But you know, I, I looked at it, you know, as a scientist from a perspective of, you know, I, I mentioned the story about doing um, research at the university and you lay out three years worth of research and you get three to $5 million and that might be a professor, two or three grad students, and you know, and, and you work through that technology. With this, for the same three million dollars, there were twenty companies right. that did something within one year and were judged on it. So these were three three month intervals that you had to reach your milestones or put out what your accomplishments were. Accomplishments were, and this put the technology directly into business. This rewarded your achievements by developing up pilot partners achieving certain prototype goals. And it was just, it really seemed to be something that was very um, designed to be able to help businesses get across that very difficult place of commercializing from the idea Mm -hmm. into uh, getting across that Valley of death into commercial products. So I I find it got a lot done for, for the same $3 million. Right. It really worked. And the fact that it was, you know, peer reviewed plus expert reviewed 
plus right. government reviewed was really a fair process because, you know, I, I was kidding with some of the, the guys around here when they said it, you know, it restores your faith in government a little bit because <laughs> I can tell you I'm not connected. <laughs> so <laughs> in order to get, you know, this, this process that went through and it was really tough judging, but it also, you know, you saw, I, I saw with the American made solar people, American made solar prize people, they put a lot of effort and faith into trying to make the right decisions, right. make the, have the right questions so that they could pick out the winning teams that were going to do the most with the money and, and have the biggest impact on um, the solar industry. So I, I thought it was fantastic. And, you know, the next round for it, this is open to anybody. You don't have to have a company, but December right. 10th is the third round. You got to submit like a 90 second video and what your idea is, but it's open to the entire world or to the entire U S not the world. Right. Right. So as you sit here today, what's next for you, where are your priorities and where's your energy and focus in the coming, in the coming months? So we have this, um, our first technology is called C3, the configurable current cell. We've got a couple of installations and uh, pilot partners that we're working with. So not only are we making the solar panels that have the configurable current cell technology, which enhances the power and increases the safety of the panel, we also have end user customers where we're putting these out in the field in order to uh, be able to gather more long-term data and, and really grab the benefits of what's going on. So by the end of this year, we should have the first two installations as well as, um, you know, finishing up some of the agreements that we have with our pilot partners on production levels. So what's going to have you as my business partner, Lee says high fiving in, in, in the parking lot, doing backflips, you know, I don't know what a year from now, two years from now, what is that, that brass ring for you? Or are you still defining that? That's, you know, for me, technically, I, you know, the first thing, I have to say I'm a little bit tilted towards the nerds. My business partners could tell you something different, but <laughs> you know, for me, I was looking at, we're, we're working on some really exciting technology. And so right. one of the next uh, things that we're working on is really going to increase the safety uh, on the panels. Uh -huh. And so that's the part that, you know, that's what I thought about initially, but we, we of course want to have um, us partners in particular adopting our technology so that they're the ones that, that's the first place to take advantage of the performance benefit and the safety benefit in the panels. Right. So that would be really exciting for us to, to get up to, you know, a couple hundred megawatts on, on, on production of the C3 technology would be really fantastic. I'll bet. Okay. So what do you need to get from here to there and how can we help? <laughs> oh, that's a great question. I guess we can have customers uh, asking for the C3 technology, <laughs> right? right? The American made innovation that, that uh, will, it really fits well for people's homes as well. But yeah, that's a, that's a big part of it. And um, I, yeah, I think that's the biggest thing that I can think of. So it may be a little too far down the chain, but I was just wondering about home builders and developers is, is there's going to be a point at there's at some point you're going to want to kind of continue to enlist people at that level, right. And have them at least consider if they're developing an area or if, or if a consumer asks for it, you want them to be well equipped to deliver on solar solution. So that's got to, that's in the plan at some point, right? Absolutely. And I, and I think what, what that made me think of is when for us developing this technology in order for us to be able to supply it to customers, there's got to be a lot of demand. You can't come in with, right. you know, one, two, 10, a hundred, or even a thousand homes, right? It's got to be on the level of a thousand homes starts to get up there, but then, cause the industry is so big and it moves 
not so fast <laughs> right. In, right. in many respects. But you, if you've got the demand that is asking for a product, that really helps uh, streamline the supply chain. It helps us get things through. So and it gives you some economies of scale in, in, in all kinds of ways, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, we try to gear it in a, in a way where everybody wins through the val- value change because we, we save a little bit of money in the manufacturing process for uh, creating the C3 t- technology. So uh, hopefully, and you know, the end user benefits with better power and better safety. So if somebody listening would like to have a conversation with you or someone on your team about this topic uh, or about any of these topics, what's the best way for them to reach out? Whatever's appropriate. I don't know, email, phone number, LinkedIn. What's the best way for them to connect with you or somebody on your team? Uh, our website is uh, up and going. And so you can go to www.solarinventions.com and there's a contact page through there. You can put in those uh, questions that you've got and we'll get back with you. Well, thank you so much for coming to visit this morning and uh, keep up the good work, man. This is an exciting time for you, but I think it's an exciting time for all of us because I feel like we're at almost at the precipice of, of this being very practical for, for all of us. And there's all kinds of reasons that we ought to seriously be exploring this, aren't there? Absolutely. It's, it's you know, one, one of the things that I've uh, found myself saying a lot uh, in the last couple of years is, and I actually heard this from a politician a few years ago, that we didn't leave the stone age because we, we ran out of stone. There was a better technology that came along, right? Iron was just better. And so I think, you know, we've got, uh, solar is definitely going to be part of the, the energy production in the future and it has some advantages. And I think there'll, there'll be a, a lot of uses for it going forward. That's a great quote. I'm going to credit you for that for a while. And then at some point I'm going to start saying, like I always say, (laughs) then it'll become a stone quote, right? Exactly. Well, Well, it's been an absolute delight having you on the show. Thanks so much for sharing your story, man. I appreciate it, Stone. It was a pleasure to be here. All right. This is Stone Payton for our guest today, Ben Damiani, and everyone here at the Business Radio X family saying we'll see you next time on ATDC Radio.